This episode of ITC Sports Ball is brought to you by Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting. Here real quick with a message from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Nathaniel Swoops, 10-year physical education teacher from Chicago. I've created Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting, helping athletes find athletic scholarships to college and also helping athletes understand how to obtain academic scholarships, how to return and get back into school, understanding FAFSA requirements and eligibility eligibility requirements if you have the time please like and follow the page on facebook just look up swopes athletic recruiting and scouting and make sure you like the page i have clients currently in illinois indiana kentucky north carolina california michigan mississippi new york new jersey and florida if you have any athletes no matter what sport that need help finding a school transferring schools or getting back into school please let me know you can contact us at 773-754-9403 or you can hit up swopes athletic recruiting at gmail.com that is s-w-o-p-e-s-a-t-h-l-e-t-i-c-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-i-n-g at gmail.com and again don't forget to like the facebook page come on come on come on come on, come on. kick on record come on come on come on come on it's saying recording will start soon come on <laughs> come on Hit me! Come on! <laughs> oh my god, come on. Are you kidding me with this right now? Oh, there we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another resounding episode of ITC Sports Ball with, of course, your man, Jerome Span, who is paying off his bet. Like I said, I'm a clown. I'm a man of my word. I did what I had to do. And of course, we've got the number one hot take give around here. We've got our guy, that man. You know, it's your boy, Mace. You know, we got Rengoku here with the hottest of takes. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, sitting here with that arrogant, arrogant smile on his face because he's so happy that he won this bet against me and got me looking like this today. We have our number one troll around here. He is that guy. He is that dude. He is that man. Daryl. The champ is here of predictions. For USC, we're going to rock with this, and I'm going to not be petty today. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now, okay? You, sir, we're going to go back and look at the history in ITC, and I'll bet you my record's better picking against you, and yet you want to celebrate taller yourself, the champ you done pulled out the belt today and everything, like you feeling yourself? Ah, no, nah, man, I cannot have this. This is nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Nonsense. <laughs> Acknowledge me. <laughs> so, are you want to acknowledge your team? But of course, we're back again to give you another hot episode here of ITC Sports Ball, ladies and gentlemen. But we got to move a little quick this week because guess what? Your boy actually doesn't have all the time in the world this week because we're recording a little bit later and I'm already hungry and I turn angry and green once I get hungry. So, probably going to need to eat some food. But we have to start with one of the stories that we have been covering here on ITC Sports Ball for weeks here. Mace, Urban Meyer is finally out after everything that is finally that is went down over this entire process. The media, the racist coaches that he's hiring, um, dancing and basically trying to cheat on his wife in front of the national public in his restaurant. Mace, what just the whole Urban Meyer experience? What's your thought? <laughs> can can I just say I called this at the um at the uh, season preview episode of uh, Inside the Cage Sports Ball? I said uh, Urban Meyer wasn't going to last the whole season, and um, <laughs> boy was right. So um, I, this guy's never had a lose and he thought that somehow he was going to take a bottom team and um, win quarterback um, fairly young team boy is solid and brought him in the locker room and that major team hates you 
Um, <laughs> he never his respect uh, in that locker room. I mean, it was easy. You could easily tell because I mean, you look at at Detroit. They for Dan Campbell. They might they mm-hmm. want to play for. Jazz oh, yeah, they play hard play for that man. Well, they don't really play hard. The, Jacksonville didn't play hard for Urban Meyer. I mean, they got to win because they got to win. Like, I mean, I think it's harder to lose every game than it is to win every game. I mean, you're right. How can, you're uh, right. I can't disagree. So, um, I, it was a bunch of bullshit. Shit. I mean, I mean, from the and hired a <laughs> coach, you knew it was going downhill. You knew that there was no breaks on Team Wheeler, and it was just about to be bad. <laughs> so, Daryl, you've got to watch this and see how everything has transpired with Urban Meyer. How you think this all shook out, and, and what are your thoughts on everything that has happened with this man that has led to him ultimately getting fired, which, by the way, Mace, I don't know if you heard, but the Jaguars are trying to say that they fired him for cause and are trying not to pay him for the last four years oh. on his deal. Boy, so he uh, get his money, boy, <laughs> he going to be sick. So with all that in mind, Daryl, how do you feel about the Urban Meyer experience? I feel like I have to do a Samuel L. Jackson right now. I'm glad he's going, and I hope he burns in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But, no, but seriously, though, like, yeah, good good riddance. Like, we don't need toxic. We don't need dumb people and their freaking biases. Like, keep that that to yourself. Don't do that in the public. You You can practice that all you want. That's it. <laughs> Point blank period. You see how he treated these guys. Like you see all the rep- things that he would say and do to people. It's like, bro, you were in college and probably did to those kids who probably wasn't gonna stand. But it so could mentality from dealing with kids. I mean, say what you want. At night, eight, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, you're still a kid. So, oh yeah, um, these, oh yeah, hundred percent. He, he was treating kids like this that he could go in, men the same way. And um, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm honestly surprised he came out of that situation unscathed because he found the right person. Kick apparently, like he found the one player on the team who wasn't going to. Um, body slam him for kicking him i notice he didn't do it to any position player or any mm-hmm. offensive lineman he was like i'm gonna go with the kicker bro the kicker who's trying to redeem his career right now and knows that this may be his last opportunity i'm gonna go kick that guy urban meyer you ain't nothing but a pussy dog like i'm sorry you are the perfect example of i in this show and the ITC brand just in general, we have talked about with a lot of these college coaches where they feel super entitled that they are above everybody else and they are above reproach with all of their actions. And I personally feel like you can kiss my ass, Urban Meyer, and all you coaches like that, which we most definitely going to get to some of them because some of them jokers don't put their foots in their mouth this week for sure. And boy, it was one of my favorites too, did it? Boy, he he just he gave me gasoline, man. He was like, he was like, hey, Jay, I know you've been struggling a little bit to write this article. Here's some gasoline. Throw it on there for you, buddy. Here you go. <laughs> but Urban Meyer is a complete clown. Honestly, here's the crazy part. Some college is probably gonna hire him at some point. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. but that's because they're desperate. And it's gonna be some place that's like this is the only way we're ever gonna get good. And at the end of the day, we already know how this is going to end. It ended badly. The only place that hasn't ended badly for him is Utah, right? He left Utah, and they, they remembered him finally there. He didn't end up with giving them a whole bunch of sanctions or anything like that. But he left Florida a mess, left Ohio State a mess. And now guess what? He then now came here to the NFL, and he stepped into something where he thought he was going to be the man out here. And guess what? He is looking like the next Bobby Petrino at this point. So – Urban Meyer, deuces to you, baby. Hope you have fun. Have fun going home and talking to your wife about everything now that you uh, ain't got the excuse that you got to be at the office and everything and be working hard on these games. Have fun with that, my guy, Urban. 
because boy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Correct, Daryl. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get that as a soundboard. We're gonna have to get that one in. That's gonna be have to be one of the ones we press the button. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> That's gotta be it. We got to most definitely. But speaking of these college coaches putting their foots in their mouths, Mace. Let's start here, of course, with one of my personal favorites, the guy that. I love talking about how much of a whole jackass that he is consistently, and that is Mr. Dabo Sweeney. So, Mace, I'm going to let you go ahead and give it to Mr. Sweeney first because I think it may be unfair. Some people out here in the audience may think, hey, Jay's biased. He's already made it very clear he don't like Dabo. So I'll let you go ahead and talk on, on this, Mace. When he says this, and this is a direct quote, and when he's talking about simply the fact that players are actually getting money and everything now in college football and in college sports, he says, it's chaos right now. Tampering galore. Adults manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing now. Hey, guess what, Dabo? It's been the last thing forever. So, mate, <laughs> how you feel about Mr. Swinney? <laughs> um, knowing athletes and and playing college sports and, and all this and that there aren't too many of those guys who are in that locker room who honestly think that their only out is to get a degree and and that way these kids ain't coming to Clemson Texas A&M LSU Alabama for education they they three they, they, mm-hmm. they are. This is their job interview. They have a three-year job interview, four-year job. <laughs> Facts. Is that is what college sports have these kids? And I'm not. I'm mad. Not mad at it. I mean, honestly, hey, bro, you got people three, four years for for whatever you want to go into. That's what they're doing. Just that's the that's mm-hmm. their profession to be a professional athlete and, and this is their job interview and um you are basically you monetize their ability to be good at sports and away from them in the process so um i think uh guys like uh dabo and and two who sit here and say um oh the oh it's collusion it's tampering is this is that like um I, I, it's ridiculous, man, because um, nothing like this when Clemson went through the ACC. I mean, now now you look at him, he looks at a point where he's about to have to rebuild Clemson again because um wants to go to Clemson. I mean, they had a, they had a few years, they had a, a nice little run. I think I've already talked about this. Is I mean they've they've had their little run. It's probably over with now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially South Carolina. Who wants? Who is choosing to go to South Carolina for school? Not me. Hey, look. It's put up. Look, plain out and simple. I'm looking at his quarterback situation. He's probably like, oh, he's over about to throw up. So he got to talk shit just to. Just to get his mind off of it, he got to. Hey, that boy, the one that should have on this damn makeup. That's what I'm complaining about. That boy should be looking like this. You trying to tell me that all these, all these athletes were just choosing Clemson because they thought it was a great program and they and, and go out and be everything else under the sun plus an NFL player? Come on, man. Hell no. <laughs> Come on. If Dabo think that some of those players on his team were in, were monetarily incentivized to go, now now it's now that he can't do it to the degree that he was because it was under the table. It was sneaky. Now that it now that everybody can do it and everybody's got a little bit of change to throw around, he's like, my money that ain't that ain't as good no more because uh, everybody can give out money. I'm just well, not with of it. Of course. He, he, he's real pissed off because 
no longer is it just hey it's only the schools that can figure out a way to do it clean now it's like hey man it's wild wild west everybody can get that money now baby and he's really upset now not, now i know Dabo. i know we kill him on here a lot mace but uh we'd be remiss if we didn't also talk about oh mike leach out here putting his foot way in his mouth here and for our fans out here that don't know what was um said here let me read these direct quotes to you okay so mike uh, mike leach decided to say you've got an obligation to the place that helped build you build and develop you and finish it out in a bowl that's part of it you owe it to your team you owe it to your fans you owe it to your coaches and it's the most bizarre thing in the world to me somebody says well i can't play one more game leach said they think they're going to have a storied 10 year career and then they can't play one more college game. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, guys who will go to the NFL, they'll make the Pro Bowl and then they'll play in the Pro Bowl. It's one of the biggest absurd absurdities I've ever seen. And it's selfish, too. Has he watched the Pro Bowl in the last 10 years? Hey, him, him and Dabo, baby, they need to, they should be up here with me today. Probably will put it on right now. Just walk out there and say, hey, hey, kids. <laughs> the Pro Bowl is padded 7-7. Them boys don't. They play one hard possession each, and then after that, them, them boys are just. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care in the Pro Bowl. He's, he's equating the Pro Bowl to a college bowl game. Come on, man. Yes. Daryl, do you think that these million-dollar coaches should really be out here crying and whining now that somebody else is getting money, or should they maybe just shut the hell up and keep getting their money? Uh, Just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how disgusting Daryl be looking sometimes. He just be like, man, like I don't even know why I have to say this, but they just need to shut the hell up. (laughs) That's that's, that's more rich people problems. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very, very much. I know. Maybe if there was a monetary incentive to them playing the bowl game, hmm, they might get. And who gives a damn about a swag bag? We talk. We talk. We weighed it up on the scales, okay, people. We weighed this bad boy up on the scales. Swag bag, cash. <laughs> you know what? They probably try harder if if they came out with another EA Sports head coach. They might want to do the cover. oh lord oh lord but i the thing i don't understand about this really is just dudes that well i do actually understand and it's this it's a lot of what we see just in general in society right which is that hey the people that are in power they want to stay in power they want to keep the ones that are without power that they abuse their rights and and their way of living that they abuse them consistently to make things happen for themselves, they want to keep it that way. And they are not happy with the fact that, hey, that now these players have options. You can't just say between the, well, look, between and the transfer portal, these players have options again. Okay, plain on simple. And if you want to just piss one off, he's going to say, well, hey, I'm going to hop myself into this transfer portal and we're going to make it happen, baby. Because yep. guess what? This is the thing that me and Mace keep telling y'all. There's a whole lot of college football boosters out there with a whole lot of want to of spending that money. And they are just waiting on people to be slipping so they can say, oh, oh, they didn't treat you good over there, baby. Look at how many quarterbacks have entered the transfer portal already. You got Rattler from uh, um, Oklahoma. You got Quinton Ewers hadn't even played it down yet. He said he out of Ohio State. Hey, you remember when you remember when our boy Devin tried to tell us he was he was looking forward to Spencer Rattler? We tried to tell him, boy, Devin, you my boy, you my boy. I lay Devin my dog. I told you, ass, you was drunk. I told you. Yeah, Quentin Hours goes to he goes to UT, and uh, Casey Thompson says, you know, bro, I'm out the door. You ain't gonna bring nobody. In. I mean, like, why? Why is why has that not been a thing? Why do you have to sit there and watch somebody take your job or somebody come in and you know he is promised a job just because of who he is and what just want him to be and things like mm-hmm. that? Like, why do I have to sit behind that? There's hundreds of college colleges out there with football programs who I could probably be a better quarterback option than they have. 
behind somebody. Well, according to Dabo and Mike Leach, you should be sitting behind them and wait your turn, sir. It should be Damn, just like really? the movie Rudy. You should wait to get your seven seconds on the field and the crowd chants, Rudy, Rudy. Damn, I'm not. I want 20. Hey, I want 27 <laughs> seconds, my boy. I want 70 seconds. I, I want it all, man. That, that's, that, is com- that is completely ridiculous to sit and have these guys behind two years, three, for what? Like, I understand that's that's how things have been done. I don't care how things have been done. If a guy wants to leave because you know he ain't touching the field unless his the dude in front of him get hurt, what you don't think he's started? What you crying about him leaving for? Mm-hmm. If he ain't good enough to get on the field, you should be coaching up the guys that want to stay there and that you think yep. you can get them on the field. Then let that man go and let him go shine. Play. Look, if Nick Saban gave Jalen Hurts no problems about where he can go. Ain't none of y'all got any grounds to cry about anything at all. I mean, Daryl, think Nick Saban. Don't care. Look, you could transfer out of Alabama. He don't give a shit where you go. The rest of these dudes is out here. Oh, oh, this bowl game and make me more money. Them boys is I'll be fine being a bench warmer. Trust me. I'll get paid. Shit. <laughs> Less CTE for me. <laughs> hey, you feel? Hey, look. Now on top of that, baby, look. You trying to pay me to just be in the uniform and be out here? Hey, you got this car dealership or something? Hey, what's happening, dog? I got you. I'm with it. Let's do it. Give me that Let's, check, baby. Let me maximize my value because this is one of the biggest things that we've talked about and where to the point that it should be where it's reality to where the school's actually but we we, we getting there but this is a step in the right direction because now at least these people that have a chance to make revenue off of their name and likeness they can actually do that so we're in we we moved in the right direction but hey i know we haven't came far enough because we're still out here dealing with these mike leach and 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 dabble sweetie out here crying to the world Gene Chizik. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my. All right. So, Gene Ch- don't know, is a, a coach that had middling success at best, makes is how, how we could fairly describe what Chizik was. Maybe middling? Mediocre? Yeah, I, I mean, look, he, he was 38-38. So, I mean... It, I, I don't know how like he feels like he needs to talk, but yeah. Um, Mace, go ahead and give your boy Gene Chizik that business. Um, how how in the how in the world can you can Gene Chizik sit here and get mad about paying? I mean, it's just it's just the same thing. I mean, we can literally go back and forth. And round round and round the same table and talk about these dudes being mad that college kids are getting paid. But Gene Chizik is just another who are complaining that kids get to choose. They have a choice now. They don't just the first under the table deal that they can get now. They can actually choose where they want to go. They can transfer where they want to go. Gene Dabo Sweeney, Mike Leach, blah, 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 blase, blah. Why are y'all not mad at Brian Kelly for leaving his team? Why y'all not mad at Lincoln Riley for leaving his team? Upset at players choosing, but when a coach did, oh, hey, congrats, hey, one of my compatriots got that trip. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that's what, basically what it come down to. It's like, hey, bro, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing about somebody in my position getting a check, but if you're underneath me, hey, you gotta you gotta chill out. You gotta stay broke. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Then that's the Lincoln Riley literally, the, literally left. Lincoln Riley literally left the week after the season was over. With he was like, "I'm out," and threw a text message. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly threw a text message and a, it was out the door. Hey, the very hey. next week, Brian Kelly had a southern accent. 
by the end by the end of the first season, Brian Kelly is gonna sound like Ed Ogeron. <laughs> hey, Dara, isn't it funny how um, they sit here and they always are talking about we're a family, we need loyalty. You should do whatever you have to for your brothers. And as soon as they got a bigger check, come, I'm out, baby. Sorry, dog. Fuck this family shit. I gotta go feed my family. I'm out. Isn't it hilarious yeah, how that out, works, my boy? All you gotta say is good PR. That's all. Good PR. <laughs> good PR. Good PR. They 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 learn the game, and they out. That's it. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Just but just, it's... just imagine them having bad PR. Imagine how that'll look. Mm. <laughs> just imagine. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> because I know we got it. We got to go real quick. Let me just shout out Coach Prime out there, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we was going. That's actually what I was going to hit hit you next. I was going to say, uh, Mace, did you notice how right after uh, they pulled that off? For those that don't know, Deion Sanders is the coach at Jackson State, and he managed and number two overall recruiting. I believe he got four players in the. T- as mm-hmm. far as recruits go for um for Jackson State, which well, is a got, very small age. Uh last year, which he, which he was a freshman this year, and he's mm-hmm. gotten three this year, including the um number one player at his position and number two overall in the ESPN three hundred. He's pulling some uh, big names from some big schools and people are upset. What did the funny part is is that I wanted to see if you fellas saw this. All right, so did y'all see how quickly that Florida state legislators have now tried to put a law on play to make it easier for these coaches there in Florida to give that NIL money? Yes, it's quite hilarious how Little, quickly they introduced the bill literal hours after after the signing early signing period was over and uh, Travis Hunter. Is is the guy that we're talking about? He's the uh, two um, overall prospect in uh, the 2022 uh, class, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, most hours after this kid says, "I don't want to go to State anymore. I'm going to go to Jackson State and, and learn from the best player to ever play my position." I'm He's got NFL coaches on his staff. He's got. Tons of real world experience that I can learn from. Which I don't think people really understand how big of a deal that is. Like straight like this, man. If if black kids, they would pay for black coaches. I, it's people don't. I mean, look if you if you don't understand it, go look at what he does with his team after every game, win or lose. Look at what they call. The theme song. He is building a culture there of saying, we're building a brothership. You have a chance to build something special that is your own here. And there's going to be a lot of detractors. I mean, look, Mace, you know, I was skeptical on this whole prime situation from jump, right? Because I didn't know if he was trying to use this as a platform to then get him to somewhere like Florida State, right? Which, hey, he may still end up doing that. But at this point, I have to judge him based off of what he's done since he's been there. And it's nothing but up for what he's been doing. Look, I Bro, whether or not I, I, I disagree really, whether or not I, really I disagree with Barstool it is just that's one thing. I don't I don't rock with Barstool, but him being smart enough to partner with them, knowing how much of a presence that they have online in the sports media culture. I can't knock him. I just personally can't get down with Barstool because they got way too much racism over there for me. And I mean, look, I know that may be crazy to say in a world where we remind you over and over that we live in this racist-ass country, but yeah, their their racism is a very, very special brand of racism that I can't really mess with, bro. And and on top of that, not only do they not really like my, most minorities, they're pretty terrible to women, too, so I, I can't really rock a Barstool. But as far as using them as a media partner and something to help build up your brand, brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant on his part there. So I can't I can't knock him if, for being if, willing if anything, to do that. He is teaching those kids that at some point in life you're going to have to play nice with someone who you know doesn't have your best interest in mind. You just have to keep them at a keep a short leash on them to make sure that they don't step out of line and you understand on that line at all times. So I mean it's it's just another teaching tool and, and honestly bro I can honestly see Dion staying out of Jackson State just because he wherever he goes the he doesn't need a Florida State. He doesn't need an Alabama. He doesn't need a UT. He doesn't need a Notre Dame or any of that stuff to sit here and, and validate for anything that he. Um, this could this could be a common theme where he takes a few guys from top schools. I mean, I'm. Why would you, as a as a kid coming out of college? all these programs to choose from, why would you not choose the one with the guy who's done your job better than anybody else? It's, I mean, it's, it's really just that simple. Like, yeah, guys are going to still choose Alabama start. Guys are still going to choose LSU, Florida state. It's not like this is some creation of talent into HBCUs, but um, he's going to get a few and it's going to piss some people off every year. He's, They could be pissed. He got pull, a hundred percent pull. <laughs> he got a name. He got the resume. He he can do whatever he wants. He worked. Not for, only for not it. only that, bro. He he is surrounding that um, with coaches who have coached in the NFL or played in the NFL or both. Who who have general real that can teach these kids something football and teach them more than just um, be good on the field and, and everything else to go right. He's preparing them for more than just football and a few of them will sneak into the NFL do any place else. I mean, I mean, if, you, if, if we're honestly going to sit here and HBCUs have put more, have put away more guys into the NFL than Clemson or Texas A&M or other, or other schools, man. I mean, well, HBCU has HBCUs have some of like the greatest players of all time. Of all time. I mean, Jerry Rice went to HB, HBCU for those that don't understand this. Yes. Jerry yes, Rice, um, Shannon Sharp, Steve McNair. But I have to say that was a big that, that probably was the biggest upset of the week that we saw here. But there was also another one that we have to give Daryl his credit for, and that was him calling the fact that there was going to be a new reigning, defending women's bantamweight champion of the world, Miss Juliana Pena. Now, Mace, let me tell you, I was pissed off because now I look like this now, right? As soon as I saw this, I was like, God, why me? Why this fight? Why could... I should have, you know what? I should have I should have had him do this on the Dustin Poirier encounter fight. That's when I should have done it because he'd have been screwed in. Should have, but <laughs> but he he got this one right, so I have to give him his credit. It was a hell of a performance by Pena. What are your overall thoughts on that fight, though? Because it was not your typical Emmanuel uh, Nunes fight. So Daryl. How do you think, from viewing the fight yourself, what is it that was the key that got Pena the win here? She got tired. Like I said, 135 is not her weight anymore. She likes 145. That's that's where she's good at. She looked pale when she came out. She didn't look like she wanted to be there. It was it was just like, and then after that, after getting cutting the weight and then getting punched in the face over and over again. Her mistimings explained a lot, but that choke wasn't a choke. We all know this. She, she quit. She just called it out. She did the steep A. Not the steep A. Uh, freaking um, 
I will say this. She knew she she knew she was about to get choked out, though. She did the smart thing. It was like, look, I can either tap now or tap in about 30 seconds where she's got this choke fully sunk in. Because it was, oh, man, as soon as she gave her her back, I was like, oh, oh no. Yes. Yo, Jan, that's what it I was. I was watching it, bro. Um, it, it Honestly, dog, it looked like she went out there and she was like, listen, I'm going to swing for the fences lose but i'm not gonna sit here and really try to win this thing it 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 really didn't look like she wanted to be in that ring at that weight it's because if you look at um she got back in the corner and was smiling and laughing and shit like she wasn't even taking it serious and then she just went out there and just started swinging wild and juliana was just giving her them jack to the mouth and um at one point she's like okay I really don't want to be here. I like I said it could be a weight cut, weight cut issue. Like I said, she had to cut way too much weight the week of the fight. That could have been an issue, but honestly, she didn't look like she wanted to be at 135 at all in that fight. Like she was looking for a way out, and and that choke was like her godsend because it would have just been three more same because um, I don't think she would have gotten knocked. She probably would have t- taken a lot of um, damage because she was just walking straight into jabs. No, she was she she was gonna get knocked out if that fight continued the way it was on the feet. Daryl, would you disagree with me? Like Nunez would have gotten knocked out if they stayed on the feet for any longer. Nunez was getting so chipped up; she was loading up on her punches and missing. She was literally gassing herself out with o- overhands that were like. Who are you throwing that at? Like, it, it was really silly. Like I said, out there and was swinging for the fences and was like, hey, if I knock her out, cool. I'll try to wait another year and a half to fight back down at this rate. And if I get beat, cool. I ain't got to ever come back. Because I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I think that was the last fight at 135 we'll ever see Amanda Nunes fight at unless somebody just really skin and, and is like, hey, you're trying here. Don't hey, Dana might throw all that. No, nah, I think Dana throw enough money at her for a rematch. She'll go do that fight again. She'll, she'll take that fight one more time for the right paycheck, for sure. Yeah. The rematch, uh, this is the thing, though. Like, Yeah, you can have the rematch. She just wasn't prepared. She took her lightly. She, she, mm-hmm. it just, this only, the only thing that just made sense about all this stuff it was like she had excuses and she wasn't training. So maybe she did have COVID twice. No, you can't have it twice. Yes, you can. I'm I'm just saying <laughs> twice when you're when your fight's like almost like a week ahead of a week a week away. Sinus problems, everything in the Dude, book. Everything in the you book. can you think? Can't, wait, think about this. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the Browns, caught COVID last year before the playoff game. Now, when they need a win this week, he's out with COVID again. You don't get to choose when COVID come kick your ass. It just comes. <laughs> it just say, "Piao, I'm here." Maybe the first one was the flu, hey, a nice real couch. flu, a real flu. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one, it was actually COVID. Now, look, I'm telling nah, you, but that COVID is like the Kool-Aid man. He come in, oh yeah, just bust through your whole wall and everything. Be like, oh shit, my bad, my yeah, bad, bro. Yeah, but Amanda got history for just pulling out on fights, though. So it's not even like there was excuse. I think she couldn't either. find an excuse to pull out of this fight, so she was just like, I'm just gonna swing. Either I knock her out or she wins the fight. There's no other way. Around Amanda, like Amanda Mason, Mason Daryl said that shit. I knew I may have this fucking clown makeup on today, but I ain't gonna say nothing like that. These boys crazy, dog. Yeah, and y'all crazy. Both of y'all are crazy. You're you crazy. You're the clown. See, you said hey, Amanda sir. Nunez is gonna win. <laughs> Mace, hold on. Mace said it too. So wait. So is Mace hey, I picked it too. I picked it too. But, um, but the only difference is he didn't bet his face on the line. That's hey, that that's because I that's because <laughs> I got big webbos, baby. That's why. 
I got massive grande webos. That's why. <laughs> got fried too. Just the same <laughs> way uh <laughs> you can shut the hell up. <laughs> Nobody had to ask you. But Daryl, while we were talking about this card, I have to ask. With Cody Garbrandt getting knocked out in the first round, is it over for him now? Is it is the UFC days of him being a high level fighter? Um are those days done? Because I mean, it, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I hope I say his name right. Kai Kevin France beat the brakes off that man. Well, I thought about this actually after listening to Chael and his his reasoning, and then after that, I'm like listening to like the whole thing. Like Kai Car France, he he can. He can be a contender for whatever for flyweight. Like you're gonna get, he's he's gonna eventually get beat. Um, we know we we're either gonna see no love or no chin. <laughs> the thing about that is that punch was not intended to hit him, but it hit him. If you actually look at that punch, that punch was not supposed to even land. That was just just like up, uh, caught me in the chin. Don't know where I'm at, so type of stuff. But it's his, it was his first flight, first fight at flyweight. No, he's not done. He just needs to take a break, like a a real long break, like a Donald Cerrone break, and like figure out what he wants to actually do. Because a lot of things is going on in his life. This is not only the cage. He got he got his son and everything else. Like he got a lot of things. He got just have to have to have a focus. He can't he can't just be like shit talking Sean O'Malley all day. He can't do that. But he just needs to figure out what he needs to do. He want to be. But come on, bro. You you can't you you really aren't gonna willing willing to say he's done at this point come on bro like no, he had to we, move weight classes we can say that we can say, hang we, at his weight class we can say and now 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 he's losing now he's getting knocked out like getting handily knocked out at that well tj dillashaw went down the flyaway and got knocked out with the freaking uh with the juice but dillashaw was always a more technical fighter than garbrandt garbrandt has always depended on his knockouts always that's the thing. You have to worry about your tools. You got to have more than just your stand-up because once you're... But he don't. Not. Are we going to say that Cody is a great groundwork guy? Hell no. And, uh, Hell no. So he only has one tool. That's how we're going to just say it. We're just going to have one tool. Like, like how Dustin was. He had one tool. One tool and one tool only. He was supposed to he supposed to sit down, sacrifice himself as a lamb, knowing he was going to get choked out again by another person that is almost like Khabib. That was the worst matchup I ever seen in my life, and everybody was just screaming, "Dustin's going to win!" Yeah, he knocked out Bro, Conor I saw, McGregor. I, I saw it in the I saw that fight in the second round. He had to hold on for dear life in full guard. I was, listen, I was, everybody I was watching the fight with, I was like, listen, when, when Dustin Poirier stand up, his legs going to be wobbly and it's going to be, got up, my man was shaded, that boy was earthquaking out there because he, yeah, because he, he had a dear life for, for it in, for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew, hey, I was like, third round, this man is done for it. He's gassed. His, he has no, his legs are, and, no. um, yeah. At that point, he just bullied him and jumped on his back and choked him out. Like once, not- once Charles made it up the first round, I was like, he's he's about to handle whoop his. Which he almost didn't, if we're being honest. But at that first oh, round, oh. I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, Charles, are you trying to lose? Well, we're going to always have that. Hey, man. Shit, Charles, Charles M.O. is going to be like, you could punch me in the face, but I'm still going to be walking forward. Okay. Got you. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, that's one thing I've liked about Charles Oliveira, but it's it's the primary thing that had 
prevented me from thinking that he was going to become the champion until he started refining his striking game more, right? Was because he has this nature of just always, I'm coming forward, 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 forward at you. And it's like, man, bro, you mess around getting knocked out, like doing that stuff. And look, in fairness to it. Yeah, that's how I was going to say. In fairness to Dustin, Dustin almost put that man's light all the way out. So, you know, Oliveira, I think, has most definitely asserted his dominance. But I have to say Poirier has, again, proven that he is going to be a tough out for quite a lot of guys. And it's simply just because he is somebody that's going to keep coming forward to. Even like, like what May said, even in the third round, when he was clearly he didn't have his legs underneath him, he was still trying to come forward. It wasn't a good idea, but he was trying to, you know, and and Oliveira just took advantage of that, got to his back. And and I think, Daryl, you you probably saw the same thing as me. As soon as you saw Oliveira get his back, he was like, Oh, this fight's over. As soon as you as soon as you got someone that's specializing and tripping you wrapping his leg around your leg and you just allowing it and you just like oh no moment oh no moment and then you just i I was trying to fight the arms but but he got underneath my neck so (laughs) oh obviously obviously dustin you didn't you you, what are you doing just doing stand up all day hitting pads all day like Mm -hmm. like you haven't learned you said you learned all you all you did for the last couple fights was stand up. You didn't do no type of wrestling. Now, I'm not calling that BS wrestling takedown that you did with McGregor. Stop that. That's stupid. Let's get let's get that straight. You almost got up kicked and you've been up kicked to the moon. <laughs> like seriously, like you keep on playing with up kicks. But res- regardless of the fact, um Dustin's next move is going up weight. Because there's no way in hell he's getting a third title shot. He ain't Conor McGregor. I, I'm sorry. Conor McGregor can get all the title shots he wants because he's the company. Oh, man. God. Here he go with but, the Conor whoa, fanboy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here we go. I'm not Conor Go ahead. Fanboy. Look, go ahead. Go I'm ahead and not... open up your door real quick. Get the white makeup out and do your face up real quick. If you're going to do all of this now, you might as well just do your face up I, now. I am not buttering up Conor. I'm not even How are you not? I'm not. How are you not? not? He has never defended a title he won, and then he's gotten his ass kicked two out of the last three fights that he's had. But you talking about he can he should get however many title shots as he wants. Huh? Hey, that's I, not fanboy? Hey, I feel like that's Jorge too. He got a title he can't defend. Jorge has the fakest title ever, okay? They made up a title for this man because they <laughs> needed a title fight at that time. They was like, well, hmm. What can we do here? What can we call this title? Oh, I got it. BMF. And then who can we pay as a celebrity to come in and hand this title off and act like it's their title? Oh, I got it. The Rock. Come on, man. Let's not act like that BMF title means anything. If it meant anything, guess who should be carrying it around? Who who should be carrying it around, Daryl? Who should be carrying it around? Who's the man that put a that put a whole universe around that man's head when he knocked him out? Hmm? Who was that? I don't recall. Uh, oh, 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 that's convenient. Oh, you're talking about Marty Fake Newsman. <laughs> oh, goodness. Here, see, here he goes. Here he goes again, Mace. Marty Fake. Oh, Marty Fake Newsman. Marty Fake Newsman. <laughs> but no, I, honestly, though, like that BMF, that thing, that you know what that's like? That's like the 24 7 title in WWE. It means nothing. You hey, guess what? Our truth has nine hundred and eighty title title reigns with the twenty four seven championship. What does that mean? Do all of those title runs equate to one heavyweight championship? Absolutely not. So it's just like the BMF title. Yeah, you could have that for however many days you want. Hold her head, mouth the ball. Because guess what? That title don't mean shit. Because you still got knocked out by Usman. You, you, you notice something, Mace? He he didn't say the NXT title. Hey, we ain't going to talk about that. I mean, I, I don't think I need to talk about how garbage the NXT title is. The NXT title is literally something that you put around your waist to just be 
soon as you move up to the main roster. So I NXT title, I don't even know why they have that thing. You might as well just, just mm, right into the garbage. Oh my goodness. But do you think hey, but do you think just just a, just in like little little booking, would you rather see a Kobe versus Dustin or you rather see a Nate versus Dustin? Can I vote no for both? Just on both? Can I just vote no? Because I don't want to see either. But which one? I, I, I say which both one of those sound more, appealing. Which one will make more money though? Um, I don't know. Probably anything with Conor McGregor will make you more money. I mean, look, the Diaz brothers are a name, but they're not like Conor McGregor is a world recognized name for for all his faults, right? His brand of Conor McGregor, the fighter, is world-recognized. The Diaz brothers, they're recognized in the United States, Canada, maybe England. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're not big names. Like, they're, they're not going to bring in a a worldwide draw for the UFC. Like, nobody give even in Brazil, like, a place that is mad about the UFC, they don't really give a shit about the Diaz brothers at this point. Right? They, they don't really care. So... Yeah, I think anything McGregor is always going to sell more. Mm. But if you ask me, should McGregor fight again? I'm going to tell you, no, because he's sorry. Because he's just going to lose again. And guess what? He's never going to be a champion again. And even if they gave him a championship that he somehow fluke won himself into, we know he ain't going to defend it. So what's the purpose at this point? Might as well chunk the deuces, Mr. McGregor. Good old McGregor, Daryl's guy, boy. That that hey, you don't want to admit it, but you be fanboying over over McGregor, dog. Don't nobody ride for him that hard unless you fanboying. Man, not worry about McGregor. McGregor's, mm-hmm. I could just say McGregor's racist and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, he, he look it. Nothing was still better though than when that man told was up there talking about how Floyd can't read. That shit was still hilarious. I mean, look, I understand all the racial tropes that were being played during that promotion build up to that fight, but good lord, that was hilarious when he was talking about how that man couldn't read. That was great. I, I mean, because we've all heard the hot 97 tape, we've all heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? We, 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 we all know what. Charlemagne did that, okay? Floyd, don't be mad at me. Be mad at Charlemagne, dog. He the one put you on front street like that, okay? He the one did that, all right? Him, DJ Envy, and what's her name? Uh, Angela Lee. Angela, Angela Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, Angela Lee. Them three did it. I ain't do it, Floyd. Don't be mad at me, dog. You're going to hold that piece of paper meme and then just laugh. That's what you're going to do. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, but of course, we have to at least touch on some of these football games this week, since we are not going to give you all of the uh, all of the games this week. But there are a few ones this week that have some ramifications. Not to give us all games with all these coaches. <laughs> no, no, no. They try to give us the games. <laughs> the pl- <laughs> That's all the games. You feel me? <laughs> At this point, I have to ask both of you, before we get into these games, right? Because you brought up a great point there, Mace. COVID is going bananas through sports right now, right? Going absolutely insane. At this point, do we think that maybe it might be time for the leagues and everything to let's take a break for like a couple weeks, maybe a month here, because we're literally in the middle of flu season. The numbers with COVID are only going up in the country, and they're only going up in all of these leagues. So, like, some we'll start with you, Daryl. Do you think the leagues need to take a break at this point? Because it can't be safe for anyone at this point when you're talking about you're having stadiums at basically full capacity, you're – you don't have everybody vaccinated. And then on top of that, you're, you've already seen by how everything was handled with the Aaron Rodgers situation that not every team is taking the protocols that they're supposed to be following serious. 
So do you think that maybe we might need to take a break here from sports for about a month just to let thing, let the block not be so hot? Uh, I would like to see a break, but it should be on that break, find all those fake vaccination cards that people freaking have. That's what they need to do because this doesn't make no damn sense that everybody's freaking <laughs> catching COVID. And just a month ago, it was just, oh, it was all piece of damn. As soon as a little breeze come by, everybody catches it. That's bullshit. I'm telling you right now, no, no five That's what that shit is. I'll tell you that right now. There ain't no damn way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't taste no, get out of here. <laughs> get the oh hell out of here. It doesn't make no sense. We don't need to take no damn break. <laughs> I tell you this, play with the handicap. Just like if you feeling that if, if we're feeling that way, you can have you can have everybody in them stands, you know, make sure to get temperature checked, make sure everything is good, or you want to put a plastic dome over the little field, you can do that too. But at the end of the day, like it just sounds silly. Come on now. Why do why why is this even happening? It should have happened a while ago when in, when when the germs were actually there for the heat, not for the cold. That's what I understand. Well, we're in the middle of flu season, dog. And the way that it attacks your system, it's similar in some ways to flu. Um, and so now that we're in the middle of the seasons where everybody's getting sick, so you have to think, right? Even if you don't get COVID, right, if you've already had it, you're now prone to get more sick from something that would not have affected you as bad before, right? So now you're dealing with your immune system. Look, I know most people don't want to admit this, but after you've gotten COVID, and especially if you're someone who's experienced some of the symptoms, my guy, your your immune system is compromised now. You you can't sit here and say that you don't have a, a compromise. Get over regular cold Three weeks ago, it took me. I was sick for like two weeks, like from a regular ass yep. cold. Because I did the whole show feeling shitty. Yeah, that one, and I got oh, sick I right after the, the show from the week before that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we I said this on the show, man. So your team was gonna lose because of COVID. I know my team lost because of COVID, and um, oh hell yeah, your team was definitely lost because of COVID. And um. <laughs> If if they, all I know is the NFL better within the next like two weeks or so, put some sort of, and be like, hey, oh y'all y'all fans can't come back, everybody's on lockdown because if not, the play to be compromised straight up. Yeah, I think we're at a a very we're at a critical point right now to where it's either we start acting responsibly as a country or we're getting close to facing another shutdown i know people don't want to hear that but it's reality go look at where the numbers are trending they're actually get almost at a point to where they are worse than when we had to shut down here so again people please be careful out here go get the damn vaccine get the booster try and protect yourselves and others from this shit continuing to go on and on and now i don't know if you heard the latest news but i think me and you were talking about this uh last night basically we were talking about now Omicron and Delta can mutate into something else that can be a super variant that could fuck yeah, us all that, over. That shit's oh, about yeah. to mutate into Megatron and and everybody <laughs> a new ass. Shit is either is either gonna combine like like the Autobots or is is it gonna freaking <laughs> do the fusion dance? Hey, so which one is gonna do? To be the, this is about to be the bro. About to, <laughs> about to suit up on our ass. Hey, hey we need Joe Rogan. and they would. Hey, hey, yeah, you know, according according to uh, according to Dana White's old clown ass, oh Joe Rogan, baby, he 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 gave me that ivermectin treatment and it saved me. No, no, it didn't. That's not what saved you. Go talk to your actual doctor that you saw, you jackass. But it's not what he gave you. Shut up. So stupid. People, they so stupid sometimes. Just stupid. Just huh. This, I understand how somebody like the Joker becomes like this, where he's like, yeah, baby, I'm crazy now. Because you look, start looking at society sometimes, you'd be like, are y'all all just stupid? Is that it? You just dumb? Mm-mm. 
But yeah, no, COVID is absolutely terrifying sports. It's kicking football's ass. It's cooking basketball's ass. Um, hockey is at a point to where they're taking a lot of teams are having to like take breaks in that and having to take extended time to um, deal with their COVID issues. They in a new the new with um, with signing play like um you can sign guys to contracts and then not even your salary cap or luxury tax they're just players to play the game whatever. Well, because at the that's, end that's of the wild. day, they they got to get to the that number, and I think the number is like seventy one or seventy two games or something like that for their TV contracts. They got to get to that number. They don't get to that number. They don't get all their money. They they got to start handing money back to their television partners, and they sure as hell do not want to hand money back to their television partners or renegotiate that deal in the middle of a global pandemic. So. You know, uh, they're, they're trying to maintain keeping that money as long as they possibly can. But with all that, all that stating, like I said, we know COVID is out here kicking sports ass real bad right now. Um, we have a few games this week that are most definitely going to be affected. And one of the ones I really want to touch on is that Browns and Raiders game because of the absurdity of what we're what we're seeing right now out of this. And honestly, people looking at the clock will probably wrap with the Browns and Raiders here. And because I get the feeling this might take a little time. But essentially, we are seeing a, a big chunk of the Cleveland Browns roster not being readily available to play because of the COVID what? outbreak. Yeah, I believe it's up to 20. They are now down to their third string quarterback is going to have to be playing for them in order to just keep this all going for the NFL. At this point, fellas, I think we need to just shut it all down for a little bit. I know we were just talking about this, but the Browns, the Browns team is the perfect example of this. They, from everything that's been reported, their team has a pretty high vaccination rate. Um, but you're looking at their team is now having one of the biggest outbreaks that's happened so far in this league. You're talking about over 20 players plus their head coach being out. Um, Mace, here in Chicago, it, dude, we don't even know who, who on the coaching staff of the coordinators is going to be available. Special teams coordinator, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, all in the protocol. All of them. All of them have COVID. So it's like at this point, we don't even know who the hell is going to be calling plays and coaching for us, you know, come Monday night here. All of this happening in the league, we're putting a lot of people's futures really at risk here. Do you think the NFL is making the right decision by still going through with playing, especially the game like the Browns and the Raiders? Do you think that it makes any logical sense at all? No. Um, if they, if they honestly cared about the product that they were putting the TV numbers, they'd probably just, hey, weeks off of everybody's schedule. Um, get up, we're going to get everybody. We're going we're gonna to put some new protocols in place and come back and give everybody. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you want the best product in the playoffs. And the way that um it, somebody's team is gonna lose because. I mean, I mean, look at look at Dallas. They lost Amari Cooper for two games and and terrible, terrible. Woo, woo. So um, okay. Let's for instance, let let's just say for Dallas ends up being let's see whatever wherever they end up. Having to play a Rams or, or a, whoever in the playoffs. If Amari ain't there, if somebody else, if if Zach Martin ain't there, Tyron Smith, somebody like that, they're in the playoffs. If, I mean, you look at all these teams, bro, like there there are a few players on each team that if there, it is going to go south. Everybody, everybody has those few key players that is just going to go south. And um, it's going to – I don't – in the playoffs, we – the season, um, two teams are going to lose because of 
right there and said it. Everybody's going to be out with COVID. You see, there's been games because of COVID. They they ain't let that happen. Not maybe week one they probably would have got away with it, but this this late when positions stuff like that. Like I said, they're games and having third string quarterbacks come in off the couch to play. It's so um no at the at this point I just don't I, I don't know what makes. The NFL say we have to continue on with this. Um, it's just stupid. It's stupid the way we're going about it. Look, man, we stopped before on 9-11, right, because it was a national thing. We knew what was going on. Well, this is a national emergency that we have right now. We have a freaking pandemic going on that is not getting any better. But as a matter of fact, if we're being honest, it's just getting worse at this point because we're seeing people still not doing enough of the right things like uh, me and mace we both went and saw spider-man earlier today but we both talked about this neither of us felt that great about having to sit into in a room with that many people but we know pragmatically because we both use the internet we use social media it's the movie will get ruined for us if we don't go see it now so we went to see the movie but at the end of the day we know not everybody in there was handling business the way that they're supposed to so if we know that from all these people just going to see a movie, we know that not everybody in the NFL is handling business the way they're supposed to. And something has to be done at this point because, man, things are only getting worse. And I hate to end us on such a sour note like that. But, yeah, we we got to get ourselves out of the door. My food is about to be here sooner. And I know my man Daryl's food is here. He has been patiently waiting to go eat it. I can see it on y'all. Y'all y'all that's watching this on YouTube, you see Daryl. He looked like he is wasting away. Like, I need my food. I'm wasting away. I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> but y'all just listen to it. So listen to this podcast. Yeah, Daryl looks like, yes, nigga, hurry up, shut up. Finish this, wrap this show up so I can go eat my food. But with that in mind, wrap it up. Dude. With that in mind, yes, he's he hit the wrap it up box for me, ladies and gentlemen. It is already playing. I see it going in the background there. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Mace, tell the people where they can find you on social media everywhere. Go ahead and drop me a follow. Funky underscore stuff or not. <clears throat> At Neen Dime Summer or hit your boy at Twitch, twitch.tv slash swaggy mace, man. Hit me up. Daryl, where can the people find you? Twitter, Instagram, Alvarez Effect, Twitch, X Suicide Kills X. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all just watching on YouTube. You seen how he was closing his eyes? He was, ah, I just want to go eat. This <laughs> nigga will hurry up. <laughs> but you guys know where you can find me. It's at J Man everywhere. It's either J Man or you'll see J Man 23. I believe that's just on Twitch, though. But yes, make sure you follow us. Make sure you go to the Inside the Cage follow. Uh, in, in Oh, my goodness. I'm going too fast. Inside the Cage Facebook page. And make sure you follow that. Make sure you follow um, the Inside the Cage Instagram page and the YouTube channel. Just type in Inside the Cage and you will see our logo all the time. But for Jay Spanner, man, you'll see my pretty face. And uh, I'm not talking about this with the clown makeup on. I might change it, though, for like a week just to have this, just to have a good time and see what the hell happens. So I know people are going to lose their mind. But with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that is another resounding episode of your favorite weekend sports show, ITC Sports. sports, sports. sports. <laughs>